0: Thank you so much for coming out. I was brought up very much in a hunting fishing household. To not hunt was somehow shameful in my head. It was just like what mattered. We could wander out of our house and hunt squirrels. At the time, you had to be 12 to hunt small game. We didn't wait that long. Um, and for me, wild game were just a thing of uh, fun and excitement. But I also recognized that I wanted to be outdoors and that's what I was gonna do for a living. And I hit on this idea early on. I was like, I was gonna be a mountain man, you know. Had no idea that I'd been born, you know, 200 years, 170 years, too late. But in order to make my living in the outdoors, I was gonna do what the mountain men did and I was gonna become, you know, fur trapper. And after 10 years of just, I mean, trapping my ass off. Um, I eventually just bagged it. When I finally gave up on um, fur trapping, I went away to college. And I entered into what I considered sort of the, the, the zenith of my existence, right? It was like the, the, the emotional, moral apex of my existence as a hunter was sort of thrust upon me when I went away to school and found myself, like so many people in this room probably have, is like the dirt poor broke college student. But in my case, I have to pick a school. I went to, up to school in the Michigan's Upper Peninsula. I picked a school where there was um, phenomenal hunting. I lived with my brother and a couple friends of ours. And we went to school, and we ate deer. And our mantra was uh, burgers for lunch, steaks for dinner. What was so revelatory to me about that, that happening to me? Um, is that I had struggled so long for this idea of like, how do we value? You know, what, what what is, how do we value wildlife, the abundance of it? What does it mean to us persons? Like, what is that animal worth to you? You know, and I found that for me, by hunting for my own food, um, I was able to achieve a thing where I got to I set the value, and I place the value. I decided, you know what, astronomical can't be named. You know. There's no price tag you could possibly put on it. That set of experiences for a very finite period of time formed the base where I then said, like, this is the for me, this is the most meaningful way to eat. You know. This is the most meaningful way to have that existence with the natural world and to be a participant in the natural world. And um and I've largely, you know, I've tried to stay true to that now. I like I'm not gonna lie and sit here and say like, Oh, if it wasn't for hunting, I wouldn't be able to eat. I'd eat just fine. You know. Spiritually, I would feel starved to death. And I found that many, many things, for me, came out of hunting. Before coming here, I reread Santa County Almanac by Aldo Leopold. And um, he said, it must be a poor man who achieves freedom from fear. And thinking about that quote, I was thinking about when I was a little kid, going down into these ravines we'd hunt and just being terrified of it getting dark. And anyone's ever sat in the woods and watched it get dark at night. Like, everything gets its chance to be a bear, you know? (laughs) All night, there's like a stump. It's clearly a stump. That's just a stump. But like at 6.15, that thing is a bear. I'm so happy for that now, those feelings of being scared, that it's just come to to be that I feel that, that hunting thrusts us into all these situations that we just aren't, we don't get in our normal life anymore. I, did, I went on a hunt for doll sheep with my two brothers, and we calculated out our food. We were eating freeze dry food, and we ran out of food so fast. And we were out there for nine days, and it got to where we were taking these hauls, methylitis, you know, hauls, and cutting them for rations. Like, dude, cut them in half. I'd be like, that's your hauls for today, you know? And we ended up getting a black bear. and Taking the black bear fat, we rendered the black bear fat down into oil and then fried uh, pieces of black bear meat in that oil and eating that and having it be that I still like. If I had to pick one meal in my life that's like meant something to me, it was the meal A and that was the meal that I had, like the most hungriest, most satisfying meal I've had. Hunting is within us. We just recently stumbled into this idea that maybe some of us won't. There's another writer I admire a lot, Tom McGuane, Thomas McGuane. In one of his books, he imagines this in an essay he has about hunting. He imagines a conversation with an ardent anti-hunter. And the, the ardent anti-hunter says to McGuane, why do deer have to die for you? Would you die for deer? And McGuane says, yeah, if it came to that. you know." And I think that that right there is a perspective that I think intense long-term exposure to the outdoors intense long-term exposure to wild game brings you to that point I think we'd say yes individual animals individual animals die for me you know the way species die for all species but yeah if it came down to it and I, and it was like it came down to me or the essence of wildlife me or like the, the, the mega picture of wildlife, how would I go? I, I know how I would go. You know? There's not a
1: doubt in my mind. I want to kind of touch on the tr- the trophy hunting aspect of hunting. Um, watch all your shows, read your books. You're like my, when I sit out in the woods, you're like my conscience talking verbally. You know? <laughs> but I consider myself a trophy hunter. Okay. I eat everything I, everything I kill, I eat. I don't like to kill stuff. But I love hunting. I love being in the woods. Mm-hmm. And i become a trophy hunter more from the aspect of killing older animals that aren't breeding anymore. They're kind of over their prime. Yeah. And yet when I watch a lot of your shows, my wife looks at me once in a while and says, you're kind of making a dig at what I like to do. No, it. I'm not. I, once in a while I hear the trophy hunting aspect versus you know hunting for, for meat. But can you just touch on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely, man. When we talk about
0: the word trophy hunting, and we're getting into deep into semantics here, like meanings of words. We can say the word trophy hunting, and one thing that might that we might mean when we say it is I say it, and I'm referring to what it means in the popular mind. Okay? I get people all the time be like, oh, yeah, but you're not a trophy hunter. And I'm like, okay, I get what you think that is. What you think that is is It's is someone who views animals strictly as a symbol of their, uh, they're going to take something from the animal, waste the animal, take something with it and use it as like a bragging rights thing, right? That's what's in their head. So I might use the word, and I and I really don't think that I do, but I might use the word in that way where I'm referring to what they perceive that to be, all right? When I was a kid, if you killed a big buck, it was great. But if you killed a big buck, it's just because that's the one that came by. But I understand now, and I got a lot of friends who have arrived at a point where if you kill a 12-year-old doll ram, you're beating old man winter by a couple months. They don't get older than that. So some guy that might go up and be like, he wants to kill the biggest, baddest ram on the mountain, who's probably, in the end, killing a, a sheep that is just, he's passed his sexual prime by two years, by one year. He'll never make it through the winter. You don't kill 13-year-old doll rams rarely. It's like, you're, you're removing the animals or removed. Is that guy a trophy hunter? Maybe he's like a sheep conservationist. So it just gets way too complicated in all these conditions and circumstances for me to act like it's bad. What I'll say is bad is this, and I've met people like this, many, unfortunately, who do. They go out and they kill something. They don't care about where it came from. They don't care about what it takes to sustain it. They don't care about its position in culture, how it affects people. They want to go home and show pictures of big rack. I'm sorry, man. Like, I think a lot of people go through all kinds of gymnastics to try to act like that doesn't go on, but it goes on. You get this idea where it's supposed to be like, oh, yeah, we're all in it together. But you know what? There's some people who I'm not in it with, you know? I know for a fact that you're not one of those guys, right? But there are guys out there that I'm not in it with. I'm not on their team, you know, if they disrespect wildlife. Well, what does speak well to me is the guy who's willing to go out and say, no, I've picked an animal. I'm going to hunt for that animal. I don't need to kill something. If I can get that one, I'm going to do it. I'm going to enjoy it. I want my season to last all season long. If I shot the first buck I saw, I'd be done five minutes into the season. I'm an outdoorsman. I like to be outdoors. That's the deer I'm after. <laughs> Great. I yeah, wish there was more people like that. Um, so tell your wife she doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> On that wonderful note, Let's give Steven Renella a round of applause. Raise him up. I'm talking about a lighter on a Saturday night. The band plays a song you like and you sing along. Raise him up. I'm talking about daddy's old pickup truck. Shotgun, seat. there's the one you love and you're kissing on.
1: It's just a whiskey glass if you ain't making a toast
0: Make some noise! Don't ever let them tell you who you are. Raise them up! This black and blue fight for the truth—it's what you do. Hand on your heart for the stripes and stars. Black 'em. Take her by the hand, make her stand, by some land, make some love, and then babies come. Raise them up. Raise them up. Yeah. Raise them up, trophy high. Raise them up to the sky. Raise them up, to show everybody that newborn smile. Raise them up, tall and strong. Raise them up, rise. Raise him up so damn high.